Yo, hello and welcome to a new episode of uh, my podcast. Now, I have waited a little bit to make this episode um, due to multiple reasons. And I know it's about Yo-Yo Senki, Saga of Tanya the Evil. I have talked about it in, I think, at least two other episodes. So you might think I'm running out of content, but that's not true. I actually uh, I haven't seen anything new regarding anime, um, so I can't really talk about that. But I have rewatched Yo-Yo Senki. And I can talk about that, but <laughs> you can skip, um, like, I don't know, like a minute or two, uh, because I have to talk about something that just happened right now, like literally like five minutes before I started this podcast. And I bragged to everyone I know about it, so I have to brag it in, online now as well. Um, <clears throat> so, the prelude. Uh, I had a big exam coming up, which is the reason why I didn't post anything. And that exam was very important. And it was a lot to study, and I <clears throat> kind of postponed a little bit of the studying to a later time until it was too late to procrastinate even further. So I had to kind of cram everything in, which I did, and it wasn't very nice, but it, I did it. And it, well, <laughs> I got everything through. I wrote, I wrote down, like, just on paper, like at least 100 pages. So that's to kind of give me an idea of what the hell I, I actually did the entire time. I was kind of tired yesterday because the, um, the day before yesterday I wrote the exam. Uh, so I was kind of down because I was pretty tired and sleep deprived. I would not recommend doing that, by the way. But I did it. Now, I wrote that exam. And I must tell you, it's the first exam I ever wrote in university in my entire life, right? And that kind of sets the tone for the rest of university life, right? And I tell you this, that was the most impressive fucking exam. I, it definitely is memorizable, right? Okay, so uh, let me tell you the story. I, read, I went in there, I learned everything. Okay, I got a good grasp of what I had to learn. I learned the entire day. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. Like, it wasn't like at 3 p.m. I learned the entire day before that, uh, just repeating everything, and I really got like a good grip on what I had to do. Even though it might seem like, oh, you know, this guy so disorganized. I really, uh, in the end, I got everything I had to know. And um, I even went through like test exams and everything. Again, I'm not a bad student, I just kind of a bit lazy. But uh, I tell you this, I did it right like until five minutes before I actually like started the exam. I was still learning and repeating shit. And I st it was a multiple choice exam, 45 questions in 90 minutes. <laughs> I was finished with the questions after 15 minutes and I was like, what the fuck? That is not possible. Like, what the hell is going on? I wasn't feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm so great, you know, I'm, I'm so fast. I'm the I'm best. No, I was seriously concerned that I like overlooked anything or, you know, missed like writing some fucking essay or something. So I looked around <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I looked pretty suspicious because there was like, um, you know, people who, you know, oversee the exam. And um, yeah, so I, <laughs> to make really sure I didn't miss anything, I kid you not, I looked over every fucking single page and I read the entire test like 10 times. I'm not exaggerating. 10 times. <laughs> that must have looked pretty weird to those people because I was sitting practically in front of them, right? And I was just keeping looking through all of them like, oh, did I miss something? I was turning them around like an idiot. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. But um, I was essentially finished with my answers after 15 minutes. And then I reread everything. And with some things, you know, my tactic is I, uh, especially with multiple choice, I just go through them like, and then mark those that I think like who I think are the right answers, right? There are five possible answers. I just make a little dot next to it so I don't fill it out because once you fill it out, you can't really like <clears throat> remove it anymore. And the ones where I'm not very sure, I just like make a question mark or something. <clears throat> 
And I went through all of them. And after like 50 minutes, I was done with going through all of them. And then I filled out the like final answers, so to speak, and made the choices between, you know, what's this, what's this, what's more likely where, where my intuition hits in and says, okay, I think this is the right answer and stuff. And with all of that, I was finished after maybe 20 minutes, right? Keep in mind, it was a 90 minute exam. I was so confused. I was like, oh my God, are you really sure I didn't miss anything? Every single question of the 45 questions, I read through and checked the answer. I'm 100% positive now. I, I really, you know, at, at that time I was 100% positive. Okay, I didn't miss anything. I don't know what the fuck these guys are doing. And then I hear like someone behind me stand up. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm not the first one who finishes this, right? Turns out the guy just had to piss. But uh, <laughs> I stood up as well, looked like an idiot. And I just walked in front and said, yeah, you know what? I, I'm done. I don't want to wait anymore. And I gave it up and everyone looked at me as if I just gave up. Which, that was a memorable thing in my brain now. It's like etched. Yeah, the, the, the picture is just in my head now. Uh, because everyone looked at me like, oh, man, poor dude. But I was like, I, I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I walked out there and I felt like a, you know, like a strangely, I felt like a winner, but also like a loser at the same time, you know, because it's like, yeah, I, I guess I'm done, but you know, something ain't right, you know. Uh, whatever and um, yeah <laughs> so why am I talking about this guess what I just got back today yeah you're right oh so the good news is I passed the test the better news is I got a freaking a yes I got oh, <laughs> I got enough yeah I essentially passed with uh, do you say that with flying uh, flags no you don't say that in English but you know I, I, I passed Gloriously, I, I won essentially. So the exam, I got an A. Uh, no problem here. You know, easiest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> not even kidding. The problem was the anticipation because it could turn into disappointment very quickly. You know, uh, anticipation. Well, that's a good word. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, anyways, I was sitting there. You no, know, the uh, couple of days I was waiting. You know, just like maybe it all turns to shit and I look like an idiot, or maybe my friends and family and everyone who I ever meet will hear about this for the next 10 years actually forget about that for the rest of my life i will tell literally everyone even my children my grandchildren everyone will hear that story and be like all right grandma grandpa sorry grandpa fuck uh you have told this story like a billion times yeah stop that please no kid you have to learn that i'm better than you bitch no i'm just kidding uh i don't want to get this no i want to i don't want to let this go to my head because i'm a very humble person and um <clears throat> it's like yeah come on like i'm still a very approachable guy you know you can uh, yeah, I don't want my viewers to feel like I'm a god or something, you know. I, I, it's okay, you can just see me as normal, regular Alex, <laughs> uh, working man, you know, uh, studying man in this case. Nothing special about this. Oh, I, I might have studied a little bit less than the other people and still got the better result than like 80% of my people, but so, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh, well, okay, stop, stop about that. I, I bragged enough. Uh, I wanted to talk about Yo Yo Senki here. Uh, my god. <laughs> Turned out to be more than two minutes, huh? Uh, to skip. But, well, it's a good story, you know what? It's a good story, yeah. So, Yoru Senki, um, the anime. So, I think the title is gonna say something like, uh, I dumped it at first, or I dropped it at first, and then I fell in love with it. <sighs> well, the, the reason for that is that uh, originally, Yoru Senki, uh, the English title is The Saga of Tanya the Evil. And uh, Yoru Senki initially uh, really wasn't that great of a show to me. <clears throat> so it's about essentially what I thought in the beginning it was it's about an anime girl fighting with magical powers fighting the enemies of World War One Germany 
which is essentially also the concept of the show, and I thought it was a bit wacky. Um, I watched the first episode and was like, ah, nah, it's nothing for me. I don't want to waste my time watching this, right? So I actually dropped it after the first episode. Uh, then, at some point, I saw Isekai Quartet, and I thought, you know, Tanya is a character in there, so... Ah, man, I wish I could know more about that character. So I rewatched, I restarted Isekai Quartet. Uh, not Isekai Quartet, Tanya the Evil, the saga of Tanya the Evil, or Yoyo Senki. And I rewatched that. And I must say, I really enjoyed it though. <laughs> like, uh, the first episode is a bit wacky, uh, but it really, you start to appreciate it more the, the, the time you watch it again. And then, I rewatched it. That was a couple of months, maybe half a year later, and I, I rewatched that entire thing. And I must say, I really started to like it then. Like, I thought, wow, this is a good show. Holy shit. Um, I know they probably won't make a second season, but they did make a movie, which is really fucking awesome. So that kept up my hype. And now I have rewatched it for a third time. Uh, yes, I like to rewatch anime shows. I have, I think I've rewatched Overlord at least five times, um, but yeah, Yosenki uh, is indeed a good show, I think. Um, but if you forget about the first episode, because I think the first episode itself is not bad, but it's not a good pilot episode to give you an idea of what the show is about. The first episode, essentially, all you find out is there is this girl named Tanya, and she's pretty powerful, and she kicks ass against everyone with totally overpowered magic. So, yeah, it wasn't really my kind of type. I, I like, like, the more equal fights or the kind of, like, you know, like where, where you can say, oh, something's at stake here. You know, something is on the line. Yeah, you don't really feel that with uh, Yoyo Senki in the first episode, but you really start to do that uh, after the first couple of episodes. Um, I think what really, like, makes me feel very, very, very... Uh, comfortable with Yoyo Senki is the fact that it implements warfare so well, like seriously. Um, every aspect of the war is essentially part of the show in some way. The, the, the creators have put a lot of attention to detail here. And you don't have just like action, battles, explosions and shit. A lot of shows have that. But they also have this strategic element with people actually just sitting and discussing strategies. And you have a lot of juxtapositions, a lot of contrast between like the horrors of the Western Front and essentially just the peace and quietness and relative luxury of uh, you know a strategic officer general or something behind front lines they they smoke cigars and shit and uh, drink wine but they don't fulfill the stereotype of either like hyper aggressive warmonger general and super lazy just you know one makes everything for his personal benefit kind of incompetent general they <clears throat> they really balance that they have good characters i think the generals at least are they they seem like, I don't know how I put it, but they, they, they're pretty good characters, I like them. Um, you definitely get the feeling that something is at stake here. Like, the show isn't static. It's always like a very, I mean, it's a war, right? It's a big campaign of battles. So, yeah, it's never this, let's have a fight today and then fight again tomorrow. It's not, not like a normal, how's it called, shonen or something, you know, where they fight against other mages the entire time. <clears throat> no, I should have probably started with the plot. So the plot is you have mages, uh, essentially, in World War I. <laughs> uh, the setting is essentially um, if someone decided to mix together World War I and World War II, um, World War I tactics, or warfare with World War II technology, I guess, you have panzers, which is interesting, or tanks, uh, but you have trench warfare, so <laughs> take that as you will. Um, 
and you have, I mean, tanks on German sides as well, right? And you have uh, the big difference to between fictional world in which the show takes place and our real world is the fact that magic exists in this show. And I love how they implemented that because it's not like, oh, you know, magic is this, this super powerful thing that we can use to win every fight. They always have mages as a combat unit and you never see a single mage just going around shooting the place up and, you know, oh, he's so powerful. You always have like groups, you have platoon squads and companies of mages, battalions even, um, and they function as an operational unit. I love how they implemented that because they essentially fulfill like a little bit of every branch. Like they possess artillery spells so they can do artillery damage. You can have very mobile infantry, you know, they are scouts, they're anti-air and anti-mage units. I love that. You can really go into the strategic aspect of uh, mage combat in this setting. The great thing it sells it though is the fact that um, it really feels like they are fighting against equal enemies, right? <clears throat> it's never like one side kicking ass over the other constantly. Yes, we follow a platoon of mages under the command of our protagonist. Uh, I think it's lieutenant, second, uh, second lieutenant. Uh, Tanya von der Gurichaf. I, I don't know how, what they're trying to say with her last name. I don't know whether they're trying to make it sound like any German name, but... She fights for the Germans essentially, and in World War One they're called in this world uh, the Fatherland. Very subtle, and they fight against I think the the Franco regime or something. I don't know. They they really with the map names they kind of uh, made heavy you know indications that this is very much based off our world. Um, so yeah, the setting is that it's World War One. It's a theater of wars, a different actually different theaters of war. I love that it's not just about like the Western Front. They always go around very mobile, very. I must say, the settings are some of the most beautiful things I've seen in the show. They really put a lot of effort into like making backgrounds beautiful and shit like that. I, I must say, good attention there. Um, now, the plot. The plot is interesting enough. It's a war, essentially. They're trying to prevent war from spreading, and essentially, as it spreads, they're uh, trying to not end up like World War I Germany, um, which they do end up almost. And uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's essentially a war, right? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Is it even going to end at all? Um, <clears throat> everything's up there. Not going to spoil you anything. And uh, now, the characters. We actually only have one character to talk about. Uh, it's an isekai anime. And it's, um, I think, yeah, Tanya. I, I just mentioned that. It's a little girl. I think she's like 12 years old. Uh, <laughs> so, again, you have literal anime girls flying around, blasting shit up. That's... Uh, if you go superficially, that's kind of what the show is about. But it is about so much more. I'm not even kidding. At the first viewing, I, I swear to you, you really have to rewatch it in order to appreciate all the details and all the fucking subplot that is happening. Um, because it's essentially a struggle against God. I'm not even like the, the entire show uh, has this not villain but antagonistic figure that's called Being X. And we encounter him the first time the protagonist dies. It's an isekai. So it's a, a male salaryman. And he is about to die. I'm not going to tell you too much about why. But he, he is about to die. And being essentially stops time to tell him that he's a bitch and doesn't believe in God. And he says, I don't believe in God. And then he gets isekai. Uh, because essentially he says, uh, I don't believe in God because, you know, uh, it makes no sense to me. The being interprets this as like, oh, I guess your life was just too comfortable and you live in peace and safety with a high social position. You know what? I'm going to take it away from you. I'm going to dump you into the horrors of war. So he gets isekai as a small uh, girl into uh, one Germany, essentially. And there exists magic in this show. 
And I found at the beginning, it's like, oh my god, why would you give him magic? I think the being X, the god-like figure, um, that this being would like to, you know, show this man, you know, ha, you're powerless in this world, you know, you, you can't do anything against the war. But he actually gets, like, a ridiculous amount of magic power for some reason. And then I realized, after rewatching it a couple of times, is that it really is a very subtle way of influencing what's going to happen to him. Because they do mention that in this show, in this world, uh, everyone with magic powers gets enlisted, uh, essentially, in the, into the military. So the best way to make sure that this person is going to see a lot of frontline combat is to actually give her, like, magic powers. I must say, I love this dynamic between um, Tanya, the protagonist, and God, uh, or being X, um, <laughs> because it has such a, like, a fuck you mentality on both sides. Tanya's entire character is extremely crazy. Like, you, you real, like you get to appreciate that the more you watch it. But I love this little, like, the, this mania that is in the air around her. Because she's essentially super pissed at being X. And being X is almost portrayed as a direct villain. Uh, but not really. Uh, but, but essentially, being X influences everyone and everything around her in order to make the war worse. To make her suffer more. And that is really ungodlike, right? So, in essence, the show has no good characters, right? You have a crazy person, and you, like Tanya is really aggressive at times, and you see her really be super hard to her like crewmen or what is it, soldiers? Yeah, under her command. So yeah, she's like the protagonist, but is she really the good guy? I'm uh, not quite sure. And being X, literally almost god maybe who knows it's never quite clear whether that's god or just someone who is similar in his powers but uh, being x is essentially a fucking warmonger like he he doesn't cause the war but he definitely worsens the war like a lot and it is clear that due to his direct influence a lot of people die because they get injected with power and they they become super enraged i'm not going to spoil it too much but they essentially fight against tanya <laughs> like being x literally acts like a essentially like a player with complete control over all the characters and he would just like <laughs> let them fight against each other in a death match it is really good um to see something like that like there's no good against evil in the show it's mostly like one character against a very overwhelming power which is god or being x and i love this because it has this feeling of um stoicism right of this yeah, the odds are against me, but I'm still gonna fucking do it. And this is a great energy. I love the, sh the energy of the show. Uh, this is the subplot, essentially. Um, Tanya being, uh, originally being like an atheist or like an anti-theist, and fighting essentially against God or indirectly against the actions of God. <laughs> That's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Now, the one thing I really didn't like about this show, which is also the reason why I dropped it the, the first time, is that I didn't understand what the hell is going on because God gave Tanya powers that she can only use when she prays to God, essentially, or to being X. Um, and so why would you do that? Like, you know, why give her powers that make it easier for her to survive, right? And um, I think after rewatching it a couple of times, I've come to the conclusion that it's about her, like, being X essentially confusing, uh, acknowledging one's existence with faith, right? So by saying like a prayer to use her powers. Tanya acknowledges that being X exists, but she doesn't believe in being X being a god or being the god, or like at least not being a benevolent god, right? So that's like the little twist that I really... You have to rewatch it a couple of times to get that, the hang of that. Or maybe I'm just dumb, didn't catch it the first time, and you could 
could have easily come to that conclusion the first time. But, well, I like that. The other, the other thing, and then I'm going to stop here. Uh, the other thing is that I didn't like that Tanya uh, essentially wanted a rear echelon position, like a, like a safe positioning uh, strategically in the back of, like behind the front lines, so that she wouldn't see any combat and to be safe, right? Her entire <laughs> highest goal of the entire show is, yeah, I want to be uh, in a safe rear echelon position. And that goes exactly opposite to her character and her actions in the show. Because she charges in the front lines. She fucking attacks everyone head on. She's super aggressive. She's pretty smart. You have to give her to that. She's pretty good strategically and tactically. But she like she's not one to like, oh, you know, maybe I stay out of trouble. No, that's not her character. So I thought that was very much against what what character they uh, the showmakers made with Tanya. And the motivations they gave her. Like, I think personality and objectives just, they don't align. Uh, that still persists to some degree, in my opinion. Like, I still think it would have been better if Tanya would have, like, if Tanya's character, what, what the highest goals would be to just shove it to being X and survive the war by winning. But she still insists on, you know, I want a rear echelon position. I don't think that fits her character very well. That's the only problem I have with the show. Otherwise, it's a pretty good show. The strategies are awesome. You really see real-world uh, like examples of the tactics that they used in the show. I think the mages are used very good. It's one of the best implementations of magic into normal military that I've ever seen in an anime. Because in most cases, it's just like, okay, infantry, you're literally like the most useless, powerless force in the war. Like, why are you even here? But in this show, it's mostly like, yeah, infantry can take down mages. They're not invincible mages, like, they're not, they're pretty powerful, they're pretty strong, they can, like, protect themselves with magic and attack with magic. They're obviously, like, very powerful, but they're not invincible, they don't feel like that. So that's a great aspect of the show. Watch it now, I'm running out of breath, I'm pretty, <laughs> coming down the adrenaline hype. Uh, yeah, goodbye.